Right, we're going to carry on with our series on the Holy Spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit in the life of the kingdom citizen, and that I trust is yourself and that you've been growing in this regard and you continue to strive to know the Holy Spirit more. Um, we've come to realize that He is the most important person on planet Earth. Amen? More, more important than who? Donald Trump. More important than than the UN. All these organizations know nothing in comparison to the Holy Spirit. He knows everything and all of that put together. He just doesn't have the wicked side of that thing. Um, but I, I, I really believe that the Holy Spirit is probably the most ignored person in the church today. I'm not saying this church. I'm saying in the universal church. I honestly believe that. Yet he's the one that should be spoken about and to the most. Hello. Jesus left and he said, I will send the Holy Spirit and the advantage is he can be with Gail, John, all of you, Penny, Ian, Sylvia, all at the same time. How cool is that? That all of us can have a conversation with him at the same time. And he can counsel us and advise us, can give us wisdom and insight that is better than any other person. And that can happen all at once. But sadly, he's become the most ignored person. And I find that a tragedy. I said this last, I've said from the beginning, the Holy Spirit is the person Jesus sent to complete the job of God on earth through you and I as his church. And we will not reap the harvest that is there for the picking without his help. Because he's the one that softens a person's heart, isn't it? That gets them ripe for the picking. And I want to encourage you to build a relationship with him and ask him for wisdom when to share with someone. And then hopefully you've done a little bit of time spending with the Lord. Um, those of you that have been on the membership course, you will remember the John 3.16. I hope you know that and have led people to the Lord through that. It was so good when I went to uh, see someone about uh, do the membership interview this week. On their whiteboard, a big thing like this, massive. There was the John 3.6. I said, wow, that's so cool. He said, yeah. He said, I said, and that? No, he shared it with all of his staff. How awesome is that? Hey? And I said, and what do you, he said, yeah, no, it's really, it's, it's really anointed. And I was really blessed by that. I found it the most... I've been on EE3, many evangelical courses. I find that diagram the most anointed of anything I've ever uh, seen. Right, we're going to be reading uh, 2 Corinthians thirteen fourteen. It's just a recap of last week. Many of us, if we've been to mainline churches, you know this as the benediction. And it goes, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. And you get different now and forevermore and all this, you know. Or the partnership, or the communion, or the intimacy of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you go and break that up, it, is, it says far more than just this ritualistic closure of a sermon. And for most people, all, that's all it is. 
It's like the Lord's prayer. That is all it is. When you break this up, you see it actually talks about the Trinity. The different roles of the Godhead. And we won't get into that. You can go and look at uh, the, the video on this on YouTube. But I want to just come back to the part where it says the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Go with you. Be with you. Continuously. From here on out. So if I have to say that at the end of the service. May that be the case every second of every day until you come back next Sunday. And then we will reiterate that. That is what it's saying. And God desires to have intimate fellowship with you by way of the Holy Spirit. That is why he sent the Holy Spirit. But now, how do you build an intimate relationship with someone you never spend time with? Cannot happen. I have an intimate relationship with my wife. I know things about my wife that not one of you here know or will ever know. And I'm not just talking on the sexual side. I'm talking just in personality wise. There are things about my wife that if you knew it would blow some of your mind. Literally. In many, in different respects. If, if, my, if I'm here and I, I hear a voice over there, outside, and it's my wife's voice, do you think I'm going to recognize it? Yes, why? Because I have intimate relationship with her. What about you and your spouse? Would you do the same? Or someone, a colleague, if you're not married, you hear their voice, they're outside, but you, you're not even near them. You don't, can't even see them, but you hear them because you have a, a level of intimacy with them. You recognize their voice because of the relationship. If there's no relationship, you will not recognize their voice. So may I ask, if the Holy Spirit picks up the phone and dials your number, do you recognize he, it as his voice? Hello? This is what we need to hone in our life, that when he dials our number and you pick up, you know this is him speaking, that you are able to differentiate every other voice from his voice. You don't, not confuse, was that an angel or a demon or my own, or, or the Holy Spirit? That you know this is God speaking. And it is crucial for us to have intimacy with, for, with him. Because if you don't, you will not know. Hello? I remember with my dad when uh, he had his stroke, I had my wife come to me and said, you know, she's sorry, she just wants to inform me. She's been, it's been confirmed by numerous people that my dad is going to die. I say, is it a... I said, that is not what the Holy Spirit told me. So I don't receive that. You see, if you do not know when he speaks, when someone else's voice speaks, you will say, ooh, and you'll have a speed wobble. It is crucial that we know when he speaks and when others speak. If we do not know when he speaks, you will go into, um, what's the word? You will go into this kind of mode. Ooh, let me leave the country and come on, let's, let's be real. Who of you are in that mode? Ooh, and I need to do this and I need to do this and security guard this and a lock here. And, a, and we live in this, this, this mode of anxiety the whole time. And God does not, that is not, 
the way he created us to live. And, and, I'm, and I'm not saying be unwise. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is if you're living according to the voices of others, and not according to the voice of the Holy Spirit, you are going to have a very tough time in life. You're going to, we are going to make a lot of foolish mistakes. Please put up your hand for those of you, and I put up both hands where I've made very foolish mistakes because I've done my own thing. Eh? And you've not inquired of God and said, do you give me the go-ahead? You just think, oh no, this seems like a great idea. But you never partnered with the Holy Spirit on this. You did not even speak to him. You just, no, this seems like a great idea. Go in and it flops. And all of us can testify to the fact that, and all we need to do is say, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. I repent. I was wrong. And forgive yourself and let it go. So I want to encourage you, develop an intimate relationship with him. And let me tell you, that takes time. I married my wife, and we were intimate, but I didn't know her intimately. There were certain aspects of her character and her personality that I did not know literally at all. And I'd seen her probably, I don't know, Two weeks before I got married, if I took take all the time. So I didn't know her intimately in that respect. But the more I get to know her and understand her, I understand her heart. She has an amazing heart. She has a smaller heart than anyone that I know. Man, you can grieve her just like that. And none of you would know say, say that. Right? Hello? You you'll hear, you say one thing and you hurt my wife like that. And she will for weeks try and churn this. And, and I said, just let it go. She is incredibly sensitive. And I bet you none of you thought that. Did you think that? Did you know that about her? And cross her. Oh, my word, you're in super trouble. You are in super trouble. Uh, if it weren't for God in her life, <laughs> you are, you are. <laughs> you, are in, you are, but in any case. I have an awesome wife, I must be honest with you, and I thank God every day for her. Now, does the world associate you with God, or do they associate you with the world? When they see you, do they see the difference? Do they see this man is a kingdom citizen, or do they just not know the difference? Okay, another thing. When you seek, do you seek the manifestations of the Holy Spirit? Or do you seek intimacy with the Holy Spirit, to know Him? The church at large seeks the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Come on. They want the falling and the crying and the this and the that, and they want the healings and all these manifestations, but they don't want to know Him intimately. If I can put it crudely, it's almost like you want sex, but you do not want to have the intimate relationship. Hello? I... I got to know my wife intimately, but I didn't know her intimately in relationship. And that's taken years and continues to. There are certain aspects that I get to know, wow, and I didn't see this, wow. And you see a different side of your spouse, isn't it? Come on. Every, every week you think, wow, I didn't know that about her. Gee. And it's the same with your relationship with the Holy Spirit. 
And I want to encourage you, we need to pursue an intimate relationship with Him. Now, who of you, let's take it ourselves as a man. When you, you get married to your wife and you think, but this is illogical. Why are you thinking like this? Doesn't make sense. Who have, who have, which men here, please put up your hand, or am I the only one that has ever said that to his wife? Put up your hand if you have said that is illogical. How can you even think? Please put up your hand. Come on. All of you men. Let's be honest. And we think, but this is why you think like this. This is illogical. And we try to reason with our wives, and it's just not going to work. Hello? And sometimes we... we, we Come into marriage and we want to, we think that they are a man, but they think differently. And guess what? That's the way God ordained it. He created us differently. Why? Because we need to be interdependent of one another. And that's how we grow and we mature. I want to read a scripture that I think is crucially important for the religious world, let me put it like that. And then most important of all, the church to get a hold of. Would you read Genesis 1 verse 27 with me? (coughs) Can we read? Anyone not know the scripture? So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created. He created male and female. He created them. Did you get that? Who did he create? Male and and female in his image. That means that there are certain attributes in a woman that are in God. Hello. You need to get this because I don't, a lot of the church doesn't get it. I'll repeat it. God created male and female in whose image? In his image. Therefore, there are attributes in a male that are linked to God as well as in a female. Right. Right. So if you as a female think that you're inferior species or anything like that, you are very, very wrong. And if you as a male think you are a superior species, you are very wrong. And many men think they are you know, far superior than a woman. And you are very wrong. And if you ascribe, those of you that ascribe to a religion that denigrates and downgrades a woman... You have a demonic religion. And there are many religions like that. A woman was created, as well as a man, in the image of God. And there are attributes in a male and a female that are found in the attributes of God. In his character. In his nature. Now, we need to understand. I I don't know. Maybe you can help me. I believe that a, a woman is more relational inclined, easy, they, they, they enjoy relationship more than a man. Am I right? Men like to achieve things and accomplish things far more than a woman. Am I correct in saying that? But women find it far easier to have relationship because that's just the way they're wired. Right? And men are more interested in accomplishing and doing this and doing that. Now tell me, is any of those wrong? Is any one of those more superior than another? No. They're just different. However, all of us need to grow in those areas. Even if you're not naturally inclined to intimacy and relationship, we need to grow in that. 
And that's what the beautiful side of a woman comes in our, in our, for instance, in marriage. You learn more about intimacy and relationship. If it weren't for my wife, I would only work. Hello. You learn to have intimacy and grow in relationship. And hence we need a woman's impartation in our life. 1 Peter 3 verse 7. In the same way, you husbands must live with your wives with the proper understanding that they are the that they are weaker than you. Treat them with what? Respect. Because they also will receive just by the way, together with you, God's gift of life. Do this so that nothing will hinder your intimacy with the Holy Spirit, your prayer life, your connecting with God. And if you do not learn to deal with your wife in a proper manner, And some of us men, when we first get married, us men are very stupid. There's no other way of putting it. I talk to some guys and I think, man, you've got no clue. You've got some lot of learning to do in your life. And you are going to bump your head many times still. Who who of you older folks that are married have bumped your head numerous times in your relationship? (laughs) And we can laugh now. But going through that and learning that side is difficult. Who of you has proper understanding now of dealing with your wife? You don't know. Those of you that are older, do you ever say to your wife now, oh, but that's logical. Do you do that anymore? (laughs) We keep bumping our heads as men, eh? But you understand, we still bump our heads, but we've learned to downscale the... Come on, man, you know this, we, we've learned to, I think, be more chilled, if I can put it. Sevier, you're nearly there, you're getting there. But we need to learn, we need to learn to understand our spouse. I want to say, the same way, you need to learn to understand the Holy Spirit. If you want intimate relationship with Him, you need to learn to understand Him. Let me throw a few spanner in the works. And I'm not trying to be funny with this. But if you go and you study up, every single time Jesus used the word Holy Spirit, guess what gender it was? No. Guess, was it male? It was a pronoun which is gender neutral. Uh Aha. 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 If you go and you study even the Hebrew, every single time they used the the Spirit of God, it was gender neutral. In other words, we you see in English we have he, she, and it. She's a woman, he's a man, it is a dog or an animal or whatever the case may be. But we do not have gender neutral. Okay, it is important that we get this. So we have God the Father. That's obvious, right? We have. God the, God the Son, that's obvious, right? Then we have God the Holy Spirit, now what? Hmm? When the Bible talks about wisdom, does it talk about a he or a she? talks about a she, isn't it? What is the Holy Spirit? The Spirit of? Ah, interesting. Now, I'm not saying that the Holy Spirit's a she or goddess. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is, the attribute of wisdom is ascribed to a feminine attribute. Hello? 
The Holy Spirit is sensitive. Who's sensitive out of a male or a female? Hmm? You certainly not, eh? Me neither. Your wife is the. My wife is highly sensitive. You will not say it, but uh, if you know her, you will, you will tread on thin ice when you speak to her because she's very, very sensitive. Okay, let me elaborate a little bit more so I can clarify this. Ephesians 4 verse 13. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed from the day of repentance. Grieve, the, sorry, the day of re- redemption. Th- this grieve here is l- lupe or lupeo. And it's, and it's deep sorrow to cause grief or deep sorrow. Who, do, who can you grieve more easily, a male or a female? Hmm? By far. Isn't it? And I believe that there are certain attributes that are linked to the head, that that are linked to the Holy Spirit that we would ascribe to fem, feminine attribute, right? I'm not saying he's, he's a woman. I'm not saying that at all. Female. Not saying that. I'm just saying that certain of the attributes that God gave a woman are linked to the Holy Spirit. And if you want to learn to know the whole voice of the Holy Spirit, you better learn to connect with your wife with understanding. And likewise, you need to you better learn to connect with the Holy Spirit with even greater understanding. Because you can grieve the Holy Spirit just like that, because He's incredibly sensitive. Incredibly. I remember giving my two elder sons a hiding the ones and went a little bit overboard and my wife was cross with me for weeks. Even though I'd repented and I'd said to my sons, I'm sorry, she, she interjected, you see, and when she did, I got f- furious. This was many years ago. Many. They were small. But I had to repent to them. Who of you have done things and your wife's been cross with you for days, for weeks? Come on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All of you are starting, you slowly put in your hands. Why? Because they are way more easily grieved. We, we, we say, oh, I'm sorry, and we let it go. And, and a woman, it grieves her deeply. And this is the same with the Holy Spirit. And we need to understand that you need to make sure, just as you learn to understand your spouse, your wife, and deal with her with wisdom, we need to do the same with the Holy Spirit. We need to grow in this respect. It is, And many of us think, well, you know, I'm going to marry my wife and just know, I know her, she's mine, she's... No, I'm still learning aspects or layers of my wife today. But the more intimate you ha- intimacy you have in relationship and the more you speak, there's more, if I can po- call it, there's more aspects of her character that, you, that are revealed and you just think, wow, awesome, you know. Didn't know that. And it's the same when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Do you know what? Sometimes you think your wife is weird, right? Right? Most of the <laughs> Just by the way, some, most of the time she thinks you're weird, isn't it? So it's vice versa, isn't it? I want you to know the Holy Spirit, though, is not weird. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We are the weird ones. And it's because of the charismatic movement and all these weird guys that 
do things that are sometimes a bit off track that we end up thinking he's weird. That is not the case. He wants us to have intimacy with him, but he wants us to do it with understanding. Just like when we learn to treat our wives with respect, we learn to have understanding in how we treat her. So I want to encourage every one of you to pursue an intimate relationship with him. Get to know him. Spend time with him. That when he speaks, that any other voice is null and void in your life. You need to have such an intimate relationship with him that when he speaks, you know. When I told my eldership, this is the plan, I believe that God has given us to buy this church, they all said, you're crazy. I remember that. I said, no, no, that's fine. I said, this is not about me. Let's pray about it and we'll come back. God changed every one of the hearts, including my wife. But you have to know, because if you don't know, you're going to say, okay, fine, no problem, leave it and carry on. And you end up losing what God has for you. you are, are you hearing what I'm saying? This is, this is crucial. We, are, we all have lost uh, so many things that God had destined for you and for me. Do you know that? And the reason is because we didn't have intimate relationship with him. And he was desperate to share the intimate secrets of his heart with you. And I want to share this with you. And this is a deal that I want you to do. And it was meant for you. But you know what? You never ever received it. Why? Because you never had intimate relationship with him. And who of you can say, yes, I can now in latter years or... In, I, in, in hindsight, I can see that's the case. Come on, please put up your hand. Man, I can share with you a number. And how tragic is that? And you look back and you think, I was foolish in how I dealt with him. Just like how foolish I was in dealing with my spouse. I didn't deal with her with understanding. Same as I didn't deal with understanding with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants us to learn to partner with Him. You want a partner in business? You want a partner in life? There's no better partner than the Holy Spirit. Your spouse is great. I mean, I remember one night, not quite recently, like my kids were in the car. And we were coming to Heinersburg. There at Jim and Sylvia's turn-off. We, were, we weren't in their turn-off. We were on the main road coming this way. And it was in the dark. And we're going and suddenly there's a car here and I think there's a motorbike passing this car. And Anchin, as my partner in real life, says to me, move over. And what did I do? Praise God, I listened. I didn't question, I just... And literally, there was only one light, the left light was working. So I thought it was a motorbike. But it was a car passing. So there's two cars... In that space. And I moved right over to the edge. And zoom. It was literally split second. And sometimes in our life. There are split second opportunities. That we're going to either make the right decision. Or the wrong decision. It depends though. If you're in partnership with the Holy Spirit. If you're going to make that right choice. Instantly. And there are some instant business decisions. That you businessmen need to make. But if you're not in intimacy with him. And in partnership with him, you will not be able to say, I believe this is what I should do. And because you're in such deep, intimate relationship with him, you make the right decision. I, so that you can say like, like uh, Paul and them, 
I believe that this is fitting for us and the Holy Spirit. I believe the Holy Spirit says this. But you've not even inquired. You just sense it in your spirit. I cannot tell you how many times my wife has said to me, I, I don't feel we should do this. And I said, why? No, I don't feel. Did God say so? I, often I'll say, no, I just. And she will often say to me, I just have a gut feeling. Now I've learned if she says that, I just, I run, I literally run away from whatever. And she, I said, but she, she can't explain it, but she just says, I don't. And it, when I don't listen, I've got the hiding of my life every single time a coconut. And it's the same with, our, with the Holy Spirit. We need to inquire of Him. What are you saying? Yay or nay? Should I do this? No. Shouldn't I do this? Who of you do that all the time? Not one of us. Because so often we're inclined to think, well, no, no, this is easy. I can do it. I've done it before. And even though we are well away with our, what we do in our work, or in our marriage, or in our raising children, I want to encourage you, let go of the reins. Say, Holy Spirit, I want to partner with you in every area and aspect of my life. That literally, every part of my life is a fragrant offering to you. Day and night. Not just day and night, every second of my life is a fragrant offering to you. Because I submit to your voice and I deal with understanding with you. Come, let's pray. Precious Holy Spirit, we thank you that you desire to have intimacy with us. Forgive us for the days and the weeks and the years and even the decades that we've lost in getting to really understand your heart. We want to know your heart. We want to know you. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are there to reveal the heart of the Lord Jesus. And we want to know you, Lord Jesus, intimately. And we want to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. But we know that we cannot work out our salvation with fear and trembling without your impartation. So Holy Spirit, from this day forth, we make a concerted and we choose to make a concerted effort every day to hearken to your voice and to flow with what you are saying. And sometimes not even to question, it's just to submit and listen and to obey. And I pray that you would grow us and I pray that you would mature us in our most holy faith. And that we would become the kingdom citizens that represent you and represent you well. And that we can finish the task to what you have put on our shoulders. That you, the anointing, the mantle that you've placed on our life to fulfill. I pray that you would grow us. Even though in many aspects we, all of us are very immature, we pray that you would mature us. The days and the weeks that the locust has eaten, that you would just speed up our growth and our intimacy with you. Thank you that you are desiring to bring breakthrough upon breakthrough upon blessing upon blessing in our lives. But first you're just waiting for us to let go of the reins of our lives. And we say we choose to let go of the reins of our life. Would you supernaturally intervene in every one of our lives in different areas that we're crying out to you. And I thank you that you will do that. And I thank you that you are doing that. I pray that we would be known as a spirit-led congregation, as a spirit-led people.
that put you first above everything else in our lives. And we thank you for new beginnings in our intimacy, in our relationship with you from this day forth. And his church said, Amen. And amen. I just feel in my heart to say, sometimes we know that God has said, in the Bible, God says certain things. Does he say, does he say you should have six days work, one day rest? Does he say that? Do you have to, does he have to speak on that again? There are certain things that are slap in your face obvious, okay? There are, there, are, there are certain things in his scripture that he says. that, And you know what? He's not going to keep dealing with that. And I want to encourage you. I just feel there are certain things that God says in his word. We know he said it. But we... What's the word? We compromise. And you know, when we do that, what do we do to the Holy Spirit? We grieve him. We bring sorrow in his heart. And you know what? There comes a time he will not speak to you on that. Why? He's spoken enough in his word. There are certain aspects of life that he does not speak to us on. I honestly believe this because he's already spoken. He wants to speak on, uh, how we, on other issues of our intimacy. Because they already, that's why he says, meditate on my word day and night. Why? So that you can know my ways. Because I want you as a kingdom citizen to live according to my decrees, not according to the way you think is good or acceptable. And you, I don't believe that any of us are going to go, if you want to put it to the next level in your intimacy with him, until you get the basics right. Don't compromise on what you know is right. When you know a thing is right, stick to it. Don't compromise on it. Okay? Okay.